Hey, I'm Brian Brister, a worship leader, certified health coach, and fashion photographer. Welcome to the Brian Brister Experience Podcast. I'll be sharing with you from a myriad of topics that I gather from suggestions I receive on my social media accounts or in conversation with friends. I'll also interview cool people doing cool things in the world, probably while drinking coffee, definitely while drinking water. Thanks for joining So admitting that you're an emotional eater may be easier to do for some, but at the same time, admitting that you're an emotional eater and being willing to change it and being willing to fight against that and being willing to recognize when you need someone to step in and link arms with you and help you on this journey is a much bigger deal. I'm an emotional eater. And the reality is that I've been an emotional eater for a very long time. However, I didn't always recognize it. And I definitely wasn't willing to make the changes necessary to combat it. But when I began my health journey, one of the cool things about the part of the program that I was a part of is that you eat every two to three hours, which means that you set a timer on your phone when you finish eating for two, two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes, whatever. And when that timer goes off, you eat. The hard part about that, however, is that when something happens in your life that doesn't go like you wanted it to, or when somebody says something that makes you feel like less of a person, or when somebody writes something on social media that sends you into a spiral, and your timer hasn't gone off yet, you have a choice to make. Do I eat because of this emotion? Or do I stick to my goals? and say that what I want long-term is more than what I want right now. And you say no to eating until the timer goes off. And even now, having been at a healthy weight for almost a year, I still find myself wanting to eat something so badly when I shouldn't be hungry, because I know the last time I ate, but it's all I can think about. I just want to eat this thing or I just want to go to this specific place and get this thing. And then I have to stop and I ask myself, why do I feel this way? And more often than not, it's because something is going on emotionally that I don't want to deal with. And I would rather cover it up with food than recognize that I'm flawed and that I'm still human and I'm not perfect. And that I'm still an emotional eater. Because I would love to tell you that it all goes away. And maybe one day it does. But I don't think it does. I think that it's a thing that I may have to battle. And contend for. For the rest of my life. But you know what? It's a choice that I'm willing to make. Because I love this new life. I love this new body. I love the way that I feel. All of those things are so much more important to me than giving in to my emotions and covering it up with food every opportunity that I get. I'm not always successful with this. I give in to my emotions far more than I would like to admit. But it's a journey. And we're all on this journey together. And slowly but surely, The more times that I say yes to my health and no to my emotions, the stronger that I become 
and the easier it is to move forward. I'll tell you a story. And at the time that you're listening to this, this actually happened a couple weeks ago. I have a list of things to talk about on this podcast. A list of possible topics that may or may not be something that I share at some point. And the reality is that more often than not, I end up talking about something that was never on my list because it comes to me in the moment and I think, oh, that's a good one. I should go talk about that. So I sit down on my computer, I put on my headphones, and I start talking. This case, however, was not on my list, like I just said, but it's because it happened, and I thought, I need to have this conversation while it's fresh on my mind. Now, for those of you who follow me on social media, you know that I had a tonsillectomy. I have had strep throat three to five times a year since childhood. And no one ever told me to have my tonsils taken out. So I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, I knew that people got their tonsils taken out. I didn't know that having your tonsils taken out helped with strep. Otherwise, I'd have probably gotten my tonsils taken out like 10 or 15 years ago. But here we are, 2021. Brian Brister gets his tonsils taken out. And the doctor told me that I should prepare to not speak for at least seven days and that recovery would be 10 to 30 days. So just in case, worst case scenario, I'm not talking for seven days and I'm not fully recovered for 30, the last thing I want to do is record a podcast. So I recorded several podcasts to go ahead and have lined up just in case I needed them. So, this is a story about the night before I had my tonsillectomy. I have been doing so well. I have made healthy choices all day long. I could tell you every single thing that I've eaten, and it has been amazing. And then I posted on social media letting people know that my surgery was happening tomorrow, Gave them the updates, let them know what was going on, let them know what I was preparing for. And then all of the comments started flooding in. And here's the thing. For the most part, I love that people comment on my stuff. I love that people felt the need to share with me that their tonsillectomy was the worst surgery they've ever had and they would rather have died. Like, I mean, I'm obviously being dramatic here. But it doesn't bother me that people feel the need to share with me how horrible their tonsillectomy recovery was the day before I have a tonsillectomy. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't. Except for one. And here's the thing. Let me preface this by saying, the friend who wrote this comment did not mean it negatively. She had no ill will. I promise you, because I know her and I know her heart. But... One of the things that I have been nervous about with this surgery is the fact that I'm a singer. And any surgery on my throat terrifies me. Now, they have assured me that they are not going near my vocal cords and that there will be no issue with my singing. However, they are doing surgery on my throat. So I'm nervous. (laughs) Because I love singing and I love leading worship. And the idea of that not being a possibility 
terrifies me. So, that being said, my friend who commented, just like so many others before her, said that the recovery from her tonsillectomy was absolutely terrible. And then at the very end of her comment, she goes, Oh, by the way, just be prepared in case my voice changed. That was it. That was all she said. Her voice changed. Y'all, I spiraled so hard. I mean, hard. And I didn't even notice it at first. I was like, oh, wow, her voice changed. Huh, hope my voice doesn't change. That would suck. And then I had to go to the grocery store to load up on pudding and sugar-free popsicles and sugar-free Cool Whip, which I put in the freezer and act like it's ice cream. Ha-ha! Tip. And then I left the grocery store, and I drove by Little Caesars, and I pulled into Little Caesars, and I walked in the door, and I ordered a cheese pizza. Oh, and it's hot and ready, by the way. I just swiped my credit card, and they handed it to me. And I went and sat in my vehicle, and I ate the entire freaking pizza. Y'all, I ate an entire pizza by myself. I have not eaten an entire pizza in close to two years, which I did about three months into my health journey, sitting on my bed in Los Angeles at 11 p.m. I talked about it in a previous episode if you didn't hear about it. Y'all, I'm not the guy who eats an entire pizza. I've never been that guy. I don't know where that came from. I did it that one time in Los Angeles, and then I did it again, well, now, a couple weeks ago. But as I'm recording this, tonight. (laughs) And the reason why is because I spiraled after reading a Facebook comment that my voice may change. Because I don't want my voice to change. Y'all, emotions are real. And emotions are hard. And they come out of nowhere. And they freaking suck. But it also doesn't mean that they have to rule you. It doesn't mean that you can't take control of them. I knew what I was doing. I was completely aware when I walked into Little Caesars and I swiped my credit card and I grabbed that box of pizza. I knew I was going back to my vehicle to eat it. As I was eating it, I told myself, you're going to feel gross. This is not a good decision. Why are you doing this? Why don't you just deal with the emotion? Why don't you just accept the fact that she didn't mean any ill will? Why don't you recognize that just because one person's voice changed doesn't mean your voice is going to change? Why don't you recognize that God's got you, and if your voice does change, it's going to be okay? Nope. Because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to feel all of those emotions. I didn't want to admit how nervous I was and how afraid I was that my voice might change. Because I'm worried. Because I love singing so much. I love leading worship more than anything else in the world. And if there's even the slightest chance that I won't be able to do that anymore. 
then I don't want to deal with that emotion, and I don't want to think about that. So today, when it was all I could think about, I ate a pizza. And while I was eating that pizza, I wasn't thinking about the emotion. I wasn't thinking about my vocal cords. I wasn't thinking about my voice changing. I was just thinking about pizza. And that's why emotions suck. (laughs) And that's why it's so hard to be an emotional eater. And here's the thing. Guys, it's not just negative emotions. That's all I've talked about so far. But when you're an emotional eater, you'll eat for all the emotions. The positive and the negative. The celebration and the letdown. The joy and the despair. The win and the loss. All of it. All of it needs food. (sighs) But that's not true. You don't have to live that life. And here's the thing, guys. This pizza story is not my everyday. This pizza story is not my every week or my every month. Let's be real. If you are a person who struggles with emotional eating, and maybe you're not even aware of it right now, that's where I was. When I began this health journey, I had no idea that I was an emotional eater because I didn't have awareness around food. I didn't think about it. But then when I began to focus on what I was eating and when I was eating, it became way more obvious. If you think that you might be an emotional eater, or maybe you're already aware that you are an emotional eater, I want to let you know that there's hope. I want to let you know that you can overcome this. (laughs) This is coming from the guy who ate an entire pizza tonight. (laughs) But I know with a surety that that is not what defines me that that is not my ultimate story, that that is not the end-all, be-all of where I am or of where I'm going. I know that every single day I have the opportunity to write my story and to rewrite the parts that aren't what I want them to be. So that means that tomorrow... I don't have to eat pizza. Tomorrow, I don't have to give in to my emotions and eat anything that doesn't support my goals. Because I am stronger and I am better than I was before. The other cool thing about this, I have a lot of friends. I have a couple of coaches who I could reach out to and I could talk to and I could say, hey, This is where I'm at, and it sucks, and I don't want to deal with it, and I would rather eat pizza. And you know what? They're going to help me process it. They're going to let me yell and scream and cry. And if I want to, they'd let me cuss. (laughs) 
but I don't have to give in to those emotions. I don't have to try to cover them up. I have people that will support me and encourage me and celebrate me and hold me accountable on my journey. And if you don't have those people right now, I want you to find them. I want you to reach out to people that you trust, people that you believe in and people that you believe will believe in you. And hey, if you don't have those people, let me be that person. Let me be the person that you reach out to when you're struggling and when you want to give in to your emotions and when you want to bury your face in a bowl of queso and when you want to stop a Little Caesars and grab a large pizza and eat the whole thing or when you want to eat a gallon of Ben and Jerry's or Bluebell or when you want to eat an entire cake. Whatever your thing is, it doesn't have to be that way. So here's the deal. Emotions are real, and sometimes they suck. Very often we are under the impression that covering them up with food will make them go away. The reality is that that is never the case. They will always come back up. We will still have to deal with them, or we will have to cover them up with food again, which is obviously not ideal. (laughs) And... There are a lot of people in this world who believe that you are strong and capable and worthy of living the life that you desire. My friend Ashley sent me a photo from a book that she is currently reading. It's a book by Annie F. Downs. It's called That Sounds Fun. And in the book, Annie says, In my most honest moment, I would say living by faith has stopped being fun, but eating bread is a lot of fun. And my body is screaming about it. Sometimes God sounds like words, and sometimes God sounds like an allergic reaction. Sometimes hearing him is hearing what my body is saying to me. I'm not being heretical. I'm just saying I can hear God leading me as I trust what I'm experiencing in my body. And I'm new to that. I'm an amateur at that. It isn't fun for me. I'm new at trusting that my body is telling me something and trusting that God wants me to notice too. The thing I have to decide today and decide again tomorrow and every day after is if I love my future more than I love my present. Can I think past where we are this minute, the fun that would come from food right now, and think about my future? Now, here's the deal. I don't have an allergic reaction to bread, as Annie is talking about in this book. I don't have an allergic reaction to anything that I'm aware of. However, my body does respond negatively when I put food like pizza and ice cream and fried chicken and a myriad of other things in my body. My body responds to that, and it is not a beautiful sight. I feel gross. I feel sluggish. It's a little bit harder to breathe. I feel heavy. I feel tired. All of those things are true. So why is it that in the moment that I am choosing to put those foods in my body, I don't stop to think about how I will feel 
in the future. Because the reality of it is, if we can stop and challenge what we're about to do and think about how we will feel in the future and then choose to do what is best for our body and our mind and our emotion, we're going to be so much happier in the long run. So, hey, we're all on a journey and everyone's journey looks a little bit differently, but I want to let you know that I'm in this with you, especially if you're an emotional eater, because clearly I just told you where I'm at. So (laughs) if you need to talk about it, if you need to process, if maybe you're not sure that you're an emotional eater, but some of the things that I've said today resonate with you, I'd love to hear more about it. Feel free to text me or call me. Well, don't call me. I'm probably not supposed to be talking yet. But feel free to text me or shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to talk to you more about this. I would love to help you process what it is that you're going through and what it is that you're experiencing and how you too can be an overcomer. And also how to forgive yourself when you don't make a choice that support your goals every time. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Whether this was your first time listening or you've been around for a while, I'd love it if you would share this episode with at least one person you think may enjoy it. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Brian Brister for a more behind the scenes look at my life. You can also send me a DM or comment on my most recent Instagram post, whatever it is, if there's a specific topic you'd like to hear me speak on or if you have questions about something I said today. That's all for me. I'll be back next week. Until then, do good, be well. Oh, and drink some water.